Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. This episode we'll be going over the changes that are coming in Cataclysm Classic, why it's actually good for the game and why is so many people upset about Cataclysm coming to like Wrath like as the next expansion for Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Because it's been looked down upon quite a lot, and I think some things are, you know, understandable, but other points that have been made are just a bit silly, in my honest opinion. But we'll get into that in a second. We'll start off with the weekly news, as always. Liskanoth, Zakali Elders, and uh, Eurostar, Aerostar, 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 are your weekly world bosses for the week, located in their zones, which are... Not Azure Span, it is Thaldrassus. The uh, Kali Elders are located in the Zaralak Caverns, and Aristar is located in the Emerald Dream. Dragonflight Dungeons are your bonus event for the week. You get an extra piece of gear per dungeon that you do. Gravity Lapse is your brawl for the week. Essentially, this is where you play in Eye of the Storm, and every 30 seconds you are sent flying into the air. After this, uh, uh, you are descending at a rapid pace and you also have a speed boost increase that's giving you some forward momentum. You can land relatively across the opposite side of the map if you really wanted to. Storming, Raging and Tyrannical are your mythic fixes for the week. Storming, there's little vortexes that are going around. Just sidestep them, move away from them. Raging, when a boss gets or when a mob gets below 30%, it has 100% increased damage. Either soothe it, kite it or succeed it. You know, help out your tanks, help out your healers. And Tyrannical, the bosses and the mobs that they summon have increased health and damage, so bring a talent build that can accommodate for that. So, what changes do come in Cataclysm? There are a lot of big changes, essentially. The big changes uh, come with a lot of the class um, rejigging, uh, so to speak. We do get, obviously, a couple new uh, factions, which are Worgen and Goblin, but we're not going to really go into them. Um... The first change is uh, class slash race um, combinations. So you can be a pre- gnome priest. You can be a, a human hunter. Yes, that couldn't be a thing. Yes, you can be a human hunter. You can be a night elf mage. So many different like class slash race combinations. If you want to switch your main and stuff, you're more than welcome to do so. Now, with this being said, a lot of the classes do get their core... Uh, the core of them essentially changed in terms of how they're utilised and played. So for hunters, you now no longer have mana in Cataclysm. Instead, you have the resource known as Focus. This is what it is currently in retail. Focus essentially is you have a 100 of it and you need 50 Focus to use Kill Command or 50 Focus to use Kill Shot, that kind of thing. So that is your resource that you have to manage um, instead of mana this time. Mana just never made sense to me for a hunter because you are making use of like aiming down your sights and I don't know it just doesn't from a role-playing perspective it really didn't sit right with me uh for mana but they did uh they did try focus actually a little bit or a little bit of info for you here they did try using focus in beta uh in the beta version of World of Warcraft for Hunters. But the thing is, to regenerate your focus, you had to stand still fully. And this didn't like go well with a lot of the mechanics in raids and stuff like that. Or PvP, it would have been absolutely shambles. So, 
you know, they kind of scrapped it and they put it back in Cataclysm when they managed to figure it out, which is which is really good, in my honest opinion. There is a talent squish. So the talents as we know them, you have about 60 talent points that you can spend. They are squishing it down to 31, I believe. And with this, they squish the talents uh, into basically a smaller, uh, more compact talent tree, kind of like back in Classic. Um, but you actually get less talent points than what you did in Classic. You got 50? No. You got 40? No. You got 50. Yeah, you got 51 in Classic, 61 in uh, TBC, and then 71 in Wrath, actually. So you get a shit ton. But they are cutting it down, and they're squishing the um, talent trees to accommodate for this, for obvious reasons. Um, The main one being... That if they just kept adding layers and layers and like lower down, lower down on talent trees, we would at this point in retail be to about 20 lines worth of talents. And that's no fun that you're scrolling down. You're having to move one talent point that's really far down and then it has to, you know, it fucks up the rest of the talent tree and, you know, all of that stuff. It, it, it wasn't great fun. Dual specialization. It currently costs 1000 gold in the game. When Cataclysm hits, it goes down to 10 gold. So make sure that you're not buying the dual specs just yet. You wait until Cataclysm pre-patch and you will get it for 10 gold. It's a really good, great quality of life. And it allows you to be a bit more flexible in dungeons, raids, PvP, etc. Um, this also helps with the cost of stuff because, let's face it, no one really wanted to spend 1,000 gold for dual spec. Uh, it's very cool, but if you're a druid, you can tank or DPS but they needed a healer and it's like, fuck my dual spec is healer. And it's like, ah, oh, well I just was unlucky to go into the wrong spec, I guess, you know, that kind of deal. Whereas if it's like shamans, it's like DPS or heal. So you may as well have your off spec as healer so that you can always fill that role. And if it's a tank, it's one of them things you just can't do anything about it. You know, that that's where the kind of disappointment lies. I think with dual spec, but what a good quality of life change is in Cataclysm is that mages get time warp. So mages, uh, essentially, you're not bottlenecked to bring a shaman to your raid for the heroism. Heroism being one of your biggest raid cooldowns in the uh, entire game since its release in the Burning Crusade, giving uh, the entire raid group, apart from when it was released in TBC, but a 30% haste increase for 30 odd seconds. This is a massive damage increase. And uh, you are now not bottlenecked into just always bringing a shaman. You can bring a mage into the party as well, since uh, they can do the exact same thing. I'm not sure why they gave it to mages, considering mages have so much kit already, like utility-wise. They can have amazing CC. They bring food. They bring uh, portals to major cities after raids. They bring great damage. You know, they bring the entire thing. They just... No, they do bring a stun in Cataclysm as well with Deep Freeze if you're a Frost Mage, but I'm guessing uh, no one's running Frost in P uh, PvE content. Um, So, yeah, it's a really good quality of life change, and it means that you aren't forced into going into that Shaman only and, you know, or going without heroism, essentially. Ten-man content is more... Tr not trivialised, um, more respected... I would say. So 10-man content in Wrath of the Lich King and uh, kind of TBC. TBC, they played with the idea, but Wrath of the Lich King, they kind of made it into something more useful. But essentially, it's uh, on the same level as 25-man. You get to choose 
if you do 25-man raiding or 10-man raiding. If you don't like the bigger group, you can go to 10-man raiding and get the same uh, item-level gear from these raids. Now, they might drop something a bit different. I can't quite remember. But essentially, the 10-man raids in Wrath of the Lich King are a bit looked down upon because they don't offer as good a rewards. They offer badges to some and a good piece or two from like the end boss like Lich King or Syndragosa, but apart from that, nothing really, which is quite sad. Um, but in Cataclysm, this does change. They do make it so that all gear from 10-player and 25-man raids is the same, which is really good and really amazing for the smaller guilds out there that don't want to essentially raid lead a 25-man group, which is, in our case, our guild, which is really cool. Transmog is obviously one of the biggest things that are coming to Cataclysm. Now, Transmog, for those of you that don't know, you can mog your armour on your character to make it look as though, or as a different piece of armour, so that you look cooler, you can match your gear, stuff like that. This is where, like, um, some in-games, like, guild events can come into play, like who has the best Transmog, you know, that kind of deal. Um, I think it does cost quite a lot, though. It will cost quite a lot to Transmog your gear, um, in Cataclysm, so just be aware of that. It might eat up a lot more gold than you think. Um, but I'm not too sure if you need the void storage for it, which is again another 100 gold, and you need to put the items in the void storage in order to transmog it, you know, that kind of deal. But we'll see. It's going to be on the final patch of Drag, no, not Dragonflight, um, of Cataclysm. So I would imagine they updated Transmog quite a bit before the end of Cataclysm. So we'll just have to wait and see with that one. Soul Shards for Warlocks. Now, Soul Shards, ever since Classic, have always been in your bag. Now they are a UI add on. You have three Soul Shards underneath your health and mana. And essentially, these regenerate um, when you use certain abilities or just passively over time. And these are your resources that you manage as a warlock to use big spells such as Chaos Bow or Summon Doom Guard, that kind of deal. Um, Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Now, previously, what Warlocks had to do in classic TBC and Wrath is farm soul shards before raid, and then that's what they used to carry into raid and had to use them for the entirety of the raid night. For Wrath of the Lich King, if you're progressing heroic bosses. You are tend to actually running. You are, yeah. You're you're kind of running out of soul shards if you're wiping constantly because you're not killing any trash packs. You're not doing anything to gain soul shards, so you're running out and having to go out and find more soul shards to essentially top up your damage. Um, because if you have no soul shards as a demo lock, you're essentially useless in the raid, and you're just going to be pulling that 
that like damage the same as what a level 60 rogue would do compared to your level 80 warlock with no soul shards it is really shit so it's really good that they're bringing it out of the game and cataclysm is bringing in the soul shard um resource management i would say so that's always a good quality of life change for you warlocks out there the eclipse bar now what i mean by this is uh, boomkins have something called uh an eclipse and what this eclipse does is when you are in a lunar or solar eclipse it increases a certain damage type so in a solar eclipse it increases your wrath damage in a lunar it increases your starfire damage now in cataclysm they added a bar which shows your progress to this uh, eclipse and this meant that you could proc your eclipse as and when you wanted to rather than you have to crit in order to get this eclipse like to proc in wrath of the lich king so it's no longer an rng element and the best boomkins will actually be able to proc it as and when they want during certain burst phases which is really good and it's something it's kind of like a mini game within the game itself which i think is really cool um, and something that Blizzard should do more with uh, your like fast tuning and balancing. I think it's a very cool niche thing. Um, better rotations. Now, what do I mean by this? So, classic. Uh, let's see. In classic raiding, you had mages press frostbolt, and then towards the back end of classic, you had them pressing fireball, or like scorch, and then fireball. Let, let's get let's get it real. In TBC. You had mages pressing arcane blast. That's it. In Wrath of the Lich King, you have mages pressing fireball and living bomb. Two spells. In Cataclysm, you have mages pressing a shit ton more. Fireball will still be their main like source of damage, but you can use hot streaks. You can use living bombs. You can use living flame or something. It's called like a ball or something. Flame orb, I think it's called. You know, there's many different things that you can press. Or uh, Boomkin, you obviously pressed Wrath and Starfire. And that's the way that it's always been since Classic. In Cataclysm, you have a resource, which is your Eclipse, and then you can manage it with Wild Mushrooms as well. So these Wild Mushrooms, you detonate at certain times, and they do damage in an area on the floor. And you're managing a lot more things. Plus, with your Star Surge, you're throwing that in now. So the rotation on pretty much every single class has increased and what this means is it's more engaging in my opinion you're not just standing there spamming frostbolt you have seven frostbolts on your action bar and that's all you're pressing no you're not falling asleep at your keyboard anymore you're having to actually learn your rotation and power through it which is really really cool with regards to this some people might obviously like the very simplistic rotation but in my honest opinion, it can get very stale very quickly for obvious reasons. You're just, it, it really isn't engaging. There needs to be more engagement when you are raiding and doing damage and stuff. And what I like about Cataclysm is the raid bosses aren't simple. They are actually a bit of a challenge. Like, we're a very casual guild, my guild, but we still manage to do quite a few like bosses on Heroic um and managed to get the lich king down last week which is really cool and really exciting for our guild um like i said we're very casual but the bosses in cataclysm are a little bit of a step up they're lich king level so you actually spend a bit of time you know progressing them and throwing your like everything at them but as long as you're having a good time it doesn't matter unless you're like a race to world first type of guild it really won't bother you will it like it's crazy that some people actually hate 
the fact that there's more mechanics in boss fights than there are like abilities that you have to press in the boss fight itself. So like with patchwork, essentially it's a tank spank. Tanks just need to make sure that they're high on threat and that's it. You're good to go. You're just tanking him and you're pressing your frostbolt rotation. Like it's crazy. For Thaddeus, essentially, if you get a negative debuff, you go to the left of him. If you get a right or a positive, you go to the right of him. And he switches it every 20 seconds. That's it. That's the that's the mechanic in classic. It's not fun. Whereas uh, I don't really know any classic or cataclysm mechanics. The ones that I'm going to go for are the ones in Dragon Soul. I'm pretty sure the ones that I can remember is there's a Nihilotha type type guy. I forget what they're called. But essentially they're a minion of uh, Nazoth or something. You know, the octopus-looking motherfuckers. And he summons, like, these slimes, and each slime has a different effect. So one of them increases your casting speed, one of them increases damage done, and one of them increases uh, healing taken, something like that. And he spawns multiple of them. And uh, it's your job to dictate which ones to kill first, and, uh, you know, it's out of, like, six different colours. You kill this one first, this one first, this one first, and there's, like, a priority list. And then uh, for a boss in later on in that fight... Ah, Spine of Deathwing's actually a good one. So the Spine of Deathwing, you're on the back of a dragon. If you all move to one side, the weight is not evenly distributed. So he will spin and instantly kill you all, throwing you off of his back. So you have to make sure you're evenly distributed whilst killing some tentacles. And then one of the mobs that you have essentially eats the oozes that spawn on his back. And once that gets to nine stacks, it detonates and you have to kill the... um. It's not a breastplate because it's not a breastplate, like a plate just on his back, essentially. And that's how you progress the fight. It's really cool. There's multiple mechanics and it's actually enjoyable. You're fighting on a dragon's back. It's very cool. Um, But yeah, a lot of classic players kind of just want these very simple mechanics. I can kind of understand why if like you're kind of AFK in the brain sometimes, like just standing there and wanting to just chill. But in terms of actually enjoyment of the game, I think a lot more people enjoy the mechanics of the game and actually being more invested in it and giving their all. Oh, there's a lot more satisfaction in actually fighting these bosses, unlike the ones in classic TBC and Wrath of the Lich King for the most part. So, I don't know. I think a lot of people are put off by the mechanics in Raid because it starts to get a bit more retail-y. I will give them that. But at the same time, it's a very simple and watered-down version of retail mechanics. Like, if you watch the Race to World first, like, uh, Firak Mythic, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell you what's going on. They had to dodge some beams. They couldn't let some seeds get hit by the beams, otherwise they would instant wipe. They had to heal some adds to heal a Mirdrasil. You know, there was a shit show going on. And that's, like, three mechanics out of 20 or something. It, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why a lot of people hate on Cataclysm. I think it's because a lot of people just remember it not being enjoyable. And uh, the people that I've certainly spoke to have said that it's because either a guild disbanded at the time or, you know, a friend quit. And I think it's mostly down to having negative memories, not of the expansion itself, but around that time in the expansion, like in WoW's history. So they're immediately like, oh, it's because Cataclysm was shit. Well, no, it's because something shit happened, like your friend quit playing World of Warcraft or, you know, like your guild just disbanded in Cataclysm, you know, that kind of deal. 
the expansion wasn't shit itself. It had good content. Dragon Soul is a very good raid. Bastion of Twilight is a decent raid. Like, there's multiple things. But it's just one of them things. Like, it happened at a poor time, and you just associate that expansion with, you know, it being shit, essentially, in that time of your life. I think people will come around to Cataclysm once they start playing it. I would like to hope that people actually attempt to play it first rather than just go, nope, it's shit, not even going to attempt to play it. Now, this will carry on. Wrath or classic World of Warcraft will carry on through the expansions. They'll go to Mr. Pandaria next. Then they'll go to Warlord of Draenor. Then Legion. Then Battle for Azeroth. And then so on and so forth. Now, the reason that they'll do it is because, yes, it's a good way to get some money, as always. They are a business, after all. But secondly, people who play WoW now never experienced a lot of the expansions. The two people that I play with in my arena team both started back in Battle for Azeroth. Unfortunate place to start. I know, it's one of them things. But they both did. This was 2018. And if you think about it, they have experienced the toddler, like a toddler's amount of years in terms of World of Warcraft because they've experienced Battle for Azeroth, Shadowlands, and Dragonflight. That's three expansions, yeah? Um, they missed out on Legion, Warlords of Draenor, Missa Pandaria, uh, what was the other? Cataclysm, <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King, TBC and Classic. That's seven expansions that they've missed out on. So the main point I'm trying to make here is it gives the people who are starting to play WoW a chance to experience these expansions the way that they were, which is really, really good. And for those who did play the expansion, it's all about the nostalgic trip. Let's face it. Because I'm going into Cataclysm thinking, yeah, this is actually going to be really cool. I, when I first heard that Cat or Classic was going to be released back in 2018 or whenever it was, 2017, I was like, that's going to be so cool. I never got to play it. I'm going to play the fuck out of Ca uh, Classic WoW because it's something I never got to experience and I really want to enjoy the World of Warcraft experience, the Classic experience. Same with TBC. But when Wrath hit, I was like, okay, I kind of know Wrath, but... I have my first memories of World of Warcraft in Wrath of the Lich King. So Lich killing the Lich King was one of my first memories. So doing that in the last week brought back so much nostalgia and I was so happy that I could do that. And that might be what other people might experience in Cataclysm, Missa Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor. You don't know when people have their best memories of World of Warcraft, so people can relive them. And if we're going through each expansion, everyone gets the chance to do that. Because if you look at Classic Era, sure, it, it's still like decently populated. But those who went back to test it out, most of them didn't want to carry on in that era of World of Warcraft. Because it's just once you've killed everything, there is an end. There's no enjoyment from it. It's like, oh, OK, I guess I'll run around Eastern Plaguelands again, farming some arcane crystals. And it's like, uh, do I really want to do that? Not really. I do want to do some arenas on retail. I want to do a raid on Wrath. You know, you want to hop to and from every single expansion. 
And uh, this is what it's given you the freedom to do. Now, I think that people should give Cataclysm a good go because I think it is not as bad of a expansion that people think it is. I think it's still very much like um, Classic compared to Retail. Everyone says that it's like, oh my God, this is when it became Retail. It really isn't. The world got a revamp. They basically just updated quests to make it better, to give it actual story content in your questing, you know, rather than, oh, my wife's like missing. Can you go find her? And you find Mancrick's wife halfway down the barrens. And it's like, oh, yeah, you go back and tell him, oh, she's dead. And it's like, oh, cool. Here's some XP. Here's some silver. Thanks for telling me. You know, it, what fun's that? You actually get some you know, flesh and bones in the quest, which is always good and wanted, in my honest opinion. I, what I'm trying to say is Cataclysm got so much bad press um, back in the day and when it was announced now that I don't think it deserved. And I think it deserves a second chance and uh, people in their own little communities that they are now, hopefully none of them disband, whether it be a guild or, you know, if you're just hopping from pugging to, like, pugging, then hopefully you enjoy it a lot more. Because the understanding of Cataclysm is going to be very much up there. We're going to have, you know, what's best in slot, what's your best gear, what's your best talents to pick, all of that shit. We're going to have it all before the expansion's even released so people can really go for it if they want to mid-max stuff. Or people can just chill and experience the expansion for how they want. But I think uh, people need to experience it. I think people will see that it is a lot different to what they imagine Um, it like it was back in 2010. So we'll see. But that is it for this episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Do check out all of the socials down below. Constant stuff happening all over there. But thank you all very much once again. And go with Valor, friend. Goodbye all. Mm-hmm.